Hello and welcome. This is an IC Tech Talks podcast. I'm Mark Hansford, Director of Engineering Knowledge, and it's my pleasure to be with you today. When something goes wrong on an infrastructure project, if someone gets injured or has a structural failure, we might read or hear about it in a news report. But how often do we learn lessons from the event or change our own behaviours and practices? Sharing lessons learned from incident can prevent other organisations and projects from repeating a mistake, but all too often that information never reaches a wider audience. People who work in infrastructure often say that every project is different, but you can't easily translate something that happens on one project to another, particularly if it's in a different sector or a different scale. But is that really true? When failures are analysed, the same factors come up time and time again, irrespective of the size or nature of the project. Things like adopting an inappropriate design or method statement, people with the right experience or competence not being available when key decisions have to be made, using different equipment because the kit you needed wasn't available, substituting materials without checking if they have the same properties, poor communication between members of a design team or between design and construction teams. These things happen a lot on projects. Thankfully, they don't always result in a catastrophe. But when there is a catastrophe, we find ourselves asking, what could have been done to avoid this? Were there any warning signs? According to the UK's Health and Safety Executive, a high proportion of accidents are preceded by one or more near misses. These are incidents where it's only because of a fortunate break in the chain of events that an injury, fatality or damage was avoided. In other words, if it wasn't for luck, we could have far more injuries and or failures. Some near misses do have to be reported to the Health and Safety Executive under the Reporting of Injuries, Diseases and Dangerous Occurrences Regulations 2013, in the same way of deaths and serious injuries. But these regulations only specify certain so-called dangerous occurrences, which means a lot of near misses go unreported. So when failures happen, it can look like they have come out of nowhere. If all near misses were reported and shared across the industry, we could start identifying trends and maybe change industry practices before an incident occurs. We could also learn more when things go right. If your project was successful, what were the contributing factors? What can other engineers learn from you? And how do you ensure that you learn from the success of that project so that the next project will go just as well? It's a big topic. And with us today are two infrastructure engineers who want reporting and sharing the information to become the norm throughout the industry, Julie Regula and Andy Alder. Julie is Director of Innovation, Partnerships and Projects at Teddy London, the Engineering and Design Institute. She is an IC Council member and Fellow of the Royal Academy of Engineering and was previously Director of the Fire and Building Technology Group at the Building Research Establishment. Welcome, Julie. Thank you for having me. Andy is Vice President for Major Programmes at Jacobs, where he is responsible for leading and supporting delivery of major infrastructure programmes and projects in the UK. He's currently Programme Director of Tideway London, where he's leading delivery of the £4.2 billion Thames Tideway Tunnel programme. Welcome, Andy. Great to be here, Mark. Thank you. Thank you both for, for joining us here today. So let's start at the start. As I've just explained, a lot of near misses go unreported. So why doesn't the infrastructure share information now? 
I'm looking at Andy straight away. I don't know why. I think, I think there's an opportunity to improve for sure. A lot of major projects, major programs, things like Crossrail, High Speed 2, Tideway, water companies do have systems in place to capture and record and understand incidents that occur and, and opportunities to, to learn nemesis, etc. And they get shared through kind of informal networks and forums and people know people, but there's definitely an opportunity to do this in a much more structured way to allow the whole industry to benefit from that learning. Yeah, and, and we have seen, haven't we, Crossrail made a massive amount of information available. Um, before that, London 2012 had a massive amount of information made available, but they don't seem to get used. I think it's help, helping, there's, there's, a, there's a huge amount of information on those learning legacy websites of covering all sorts of topics really useful i think on this partic particular topic extracting that information and capturing the stuff that's really important to to safety and, and continuous improvement and learning in a in a digestible way and an easily referenceable way so people can find it quickly is is is, is key grand and of course the thing we have got which allows people to share near misses and other things and and also through through that sharing process, um, so best practice um, guidance um, is made available. Is the collaborative reporting on safer structures scheme cross? As many people will know it, which ICE um, um, leads alongside the institution of structural engineers. Um, Julie, talk to us a little bit about that and um, what it can do and and where we'd like to take that. It's, it's an extremely useful tool um, in, in combination and, and um, across the sector. It allows people to share um, observations, near misses, but also failures. Um, it allows as a panel backing this to review what it means and the forward look as to what it means for practice. Sometimes we remind ourselves of lessons we learned previously, but it's a constant practice um, that allows us to really work together um, and help each other, actually. Um, to to practice the profession with the latest state of the art. Um, it is so um, successful and, and pivotal for the industry that it actually has been um, chosen as the formal voluntary occurrence reporting scheme under the Building Safety Regulator and the Building Safety Act. Which is a great step forward. It means we can, as an institution, we can really encourage our members and, and other professionals in the and non-professionals in the infrastructure space to to use that system as a way of sharing their their concerns. Um, so, what I mean, what if as an individual, what what are the things that often stop people wanting to share information? Is I guess I mean I, one of the key things I guess is concerns around confidentiality, things like that. I mean, what are the things you see stop people doing it? Yes, I think so. It's it's about um, maybe also taking the time out to be able to write this up and, and explain a little bit the observations, the key findings. Um, but really, confidentiality is a key issue. Um, there is the fear of potentially damaging information being shared. And, and this is really why CROSS is taking a very rigorous uh, process of anonymizing reports and making sure really that key lessons are um, identified and distilled. And those are the ones that get shared. Um, and so that's really an important step in the process of successful sharing. And I think in line with that, you often people are concerned around legal implications or contractual implications of, of sharing information about something that went wrong. 
and and people can get naturally it's a human behavior get a bit defensive if there's concern around blame but i think if you if you consider the risk of that against the risk of if we don't report things and we don't learn from it then somebody else could get seriously hurt i think we'd all agree we've got to do the right thing to stop somebody else getting hurt and we i think i found in the past to square that circle if you if you focus on what are the facts and what happened what was the cause of the, the incident and more importantly what do people need to know and do to stop that happening again without trying to point blame just what do you got to do looking forward to stop that occurring again and share that i think that's really really the kind of crux of, of it and it's not just failures i think it's any safety related observation mm -hmm. um anything that is maybe a practice that is observed uh, we observe those many times a day not all of those lead to, to failures um but again the learning potential is just the same yeah i, I absolutely agree julian when you know maybe 10 years ago there's a lot of review of actual accidents and the learning from those yeah. i think we've we've matured and found that if you focus your effort on the nemesis and learning from the nemesis yeah th then the number of accidents reduces significantly absolutely or, or structural failures or and, and some industries collect this information systemically um we don't construction does not yeah and i mean as you say, I mean, other industries do this much better. How do they get around the legal implications? And is, is there is there some sort of magic trick they they perform? Um, there's no magic tricks as such, but there are different practices across countries. Um, the UK specifically can sometimes be caught up in legal proceedings, which can delay um, the sharing of, of of key information to when some of those legal proceedings have progressed. In, in other countries, such as the US, for example, some of those key learning um, points are actually distilled very early on after an observation and really are put out there for the industry to assimilate and understand. Um, ne nevertheless, with some um, anonymization that can happen, um, some of those learning points can well be uh, shared also in the UK. And that's such that's a really important point, isn't it? Because I mean, the example that always springs to my head is was the was the, the Florida bridge collapse reasonably recently, two or three years ago, where the learnings for that were shared very quickly. That official reporting might not have happened as quickly in the UK, but if you were a engineer involved on a similar thing to that in the UK, I, I guess concern around how long it might take for official reports to come out should not stop you from using something like CROSS to report your concerns because a report, anonymised, could come out through a CROSS system much more quickly as a result. Absolutely. I think also, Mark, picking up something Julie said earlier around the, the reporting when things don't lead to a significant problem or failure or accident but the kind of near misses the small things if if they're getting reported and you can then start seeing there's a, tr a trend here that an individual might not notice this risk occurring but when you then step back and see the whole trend things like cross can allow you to understand that trend and communicate to the wider industry that there's there's potential here that that's serious that we all need to understand yeah and you know, and I guess we have a bit of um, a, a, a good track record in that around some elements of sort of personal health and safety. You know, the industry was a very unsafe place a few years ago, but it's improved immeasurably, really, in, in that regard. And, and that will have been in part through organisations having really kind of strong messaging around 
if you see it unsafe, report it. And, and, and I guess it's really, we're just talking about continuing that, but it, expanding it beyond things that might just look like an immediate risk of someone else's health and safety on site, but to the, to the whole process at large. Yeah, absolutely. It's structural safety or infrastructure safety in general. The, cult, the culture is really important as well. The, that, that change in the industry, the culture that allows people to share a concern or, or a near miss or, or, or an issue or an error in a way that's non-blame, non-confrontational. It's about learning. How do you learn from that and, and, and help everybody improve is really important. And the, and the, the, the culture that allows that really makes it happen if the culture isn't right, then people will naturally be defensive and, and won't share that sort of information. So culturally, right from the leadership of, of projects, programs, organizations is really important to this. Yeah. I mean, the aviation sector is, is always the one which is a good one to look at, isn't it? And there's a, there's a, there's a, there's a, there's a great stat here in that in 2021, 2021, the European Union Aviation Safety Agency collected and reported close to 200,000 near-miss reports, um, which works out about just over 30, 32 reports per 1,000 aircraft movements, which was, that shows the, the level of just routine. It's, a, you know, it's routine in that sector. If you see something, you do report it. And so, I mean, that would be, if we could get close to that in our sector, I mean, that would yeah. be, that would really allow us to do some as you say this really serious analysis wouldn't it of, of the causes so the recording and the analysis of these safety related incidents are really used to reveal potential and existing safety hazards in the industry and that's what they're being used for so really to observe to report to synthesize and share is part of the progress of the industry you're right you're right that that analysis to understand what was the cause the root cause that caused this is is Really important. Completely yes. agree. So this, you know, this, this is separating out the what caused it from who's to blame for it. It's it's that separation that we need to somehow get our heads away from. And also not just think big, right? So so again, like seemingly unrelated observations, small things, things which might be recurring on a regular basis. All mm. of these things matter because yes, as a single observation, they might seem minor. But when put together, they probably might reveal a precursor to a bigger issue that might be latently incorporated in some practices that we do. And this comes back to why it's important to have a ideally one independent body cross to to report to, because then they can look across all the all these many, 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 many small incidents and, and begin to draw those big yeah, pictures Yeah, it, it is backed by a structure of experts that can review reports, that can look for similarities. This is a cross-disciplinary approach as well. So we see reports from various parts of the sector, fire safety, um, structural in more uh, generic terms, and um, increasingly infrastructure. Yeah, yeah. And you picked out the airline industry, Mark. There's a, there's a great book called Black Box Thinking, which talks about how the airline industry has got to where it is and the, and the benefit and the value from that and the, the, the importance of learning lessons, the, the value of learning lessons, but the things you've got to have in place like the reporting system, like the culture to allow that to be effective. It's a great, great book worth reading. Well, we shall definitely be linking to that in the further reading on this podcast. Please do um, check it out. Um, so uh, 
it's it's really good. We you know we have we have some, we have the the tools to our, at our hands in so much we have reporting systems like Cross. We, we can when we motivate ourselves in industry, we we can affect quite quite quick change. So. I guess what more do we need to do as an industry to sort of really make that make that leap, make that change, make that commitment to put this at the heart of our culture? I, th- I think, I mean, there are ex- there are examples where the industry has has learnt very quickly from things that haven't gone the way they should have gone. Yeah, you, you, you know, you, you'll know that on Crossrail, Rene Tachek, who is one of the the mining team, tunneling team, was killed on Crossrail due to a concrete fallout and on site at the time the site was following industry standard way, ways of working but the industry very very quickly within weeks the crossroad project with support of the wider industry had looked at the ways of working and agreed some improvements to the ways of working to ensure that could never happen again and had shared that not just on Crossrail, but projects like Bond Street Station Upgrade at the time started adopting that. We know it's, these are things that are now commonplace on, on every tunneling project across the UK and elsewhere around the world because the industry recognised we need to improve. We, we've got to do this quickly. There's real potential this could occur somewhere else. And we need to put aside concerns around liability, et cetera, et cetera and just learn this is the stuff we've got to do going forward that if we do this now, we can assure that doesn't happen in the future. So I think the industry's proven it can do it, but that was done in an ad hoc way. I think if you combine that with, with Cross to do that in a structured way that gets much more universal communication, that would be, would be great. I'm always a big believer in thinking about, you know, what, what could I do now, yes. tomorrow morning, differently? So for me, um, Logging on to the Cross um, website, we'll be linking hopefully to the website um, at this podcast, signing up for the newsletter, finding ways of reporting regularly, keeping in touch. Um, And the more we report, the more useful the information will get. So it is really about creating a discipline and a routine around just making this part and parcel of our everyday, you know, checking once a week, spreading the word you know, maybe hosting a couple of sort of discussion sessions um, in the office about particular things which have resonated, but something that just naturally embeds this um, this hallmark of a learning industry um, into the everyday. I think that's absolutely um, a great um, recommendation. And and particularly, yes, you know, bring these things into conversations within your company. Um because as as Andy, you said at the start, you know, m- you know, many projects, companies are, are, are doing this sort of stuff. They are they are gathering some of this thinking. So yeah, let let's you know, join it all up. You know, you know, look at what's being reported and and being um, discussed on the cross website in the cross cross newsletters. Relate that to the things that are happening within your own project, and 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 have those conversations within your your projects and your teams. And, and I think, Mark, for me, the IC has been backing this particular practice uh, since the mid seventies. It's a great website. I think again, um, 
putting real effort into trying to see how we can unite data sets so that we can really go and, and make the learning across from the really big projects that record in their own right to the smaller incidents that we record in different ways, but that we really start pooling our data and pooling our knowledge um, and analysis. Absolutely. And I, and I like your, your point about what, what can I do now that makes a difference. If everyone just remembers that whatever you're, you're doing, there's someone else in the industry doing something very similar. And if you've had a, a learning experience or a near miss on what you're doing, sharing that with that other person could, could protect someone's health and safety or potentially their life. Yeah. So using CROSS to make that communication work is a fundamental duty on all of us as, as engineers. And I guess, you know, look at that the other way around. I mean, how would you feel as a professional engineer if you saw something unsafe, you saw a potential near miss, you didn't report it, and then something bad did happen? I mean, you yeah. know, that, I mean, that, and that's the reality. That's Absolutely. that has that's that's where we end up with serious accidents. Mm -hmm. For me also, you know, this is, you know, all of these roles um, in this sector are so extremely, um, bear such responsibility, um, you know, for the safety of individuals, for the safety of um, people traveling, whatever it might be, and to be able to support each other um, with this sort of way of reporting mainly um, is really, I think, um, something that can really help us as individuals. Um, as much as an industry as a, as a total, you know, just having this opportunity to learn from each other, but also have a way of communicating and not be in person to person, but through what we're observing as professionals and trying to help each other. Yeah. And as a, you know, and, and as, perhaps as a, as a final point to just, I guess, to sort of re-emphasize the, the, the culture piece, because it is so important, isn't it, to feel that you're able to 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 report something without fear of you know some kind of some kind of some kind of punishment. Um, I mean, Andy, you, know, you work across many major projects programs, and you clearly have a network of people like your, yourself also running major projects and programs. I mean, you would be very disappointed, wouldn't you, if you came across someone in your position who would in any way want any individual in your project to feel unable to report something for fear of reprimand or delay to the program or, or anything like that? Absolutely, and I think, I, I can't remember for a long time talking to someone who, who wasn't in, in culturally aligned with enabling open, honest, straightforward reporting of, of issues. Um, I think it's important to to be really clear that your culture is to, yeah. to allow people to report stuff they're concerned about, um, to, to take it seriously, to understand really what the learning is without fear of blame. I think it, it's important to make that really clear to people when they join projects and, and progressively through them. I think it's really important to show by example when someone does report something to, to, to recognize that they've done that, to acknowledge and to give them credit for for sharing that and sharing the learning for it so people can see the role modeling of this is, you know, this is really important. This is the way that it works. And I think from conversations with, you know, leaders on, on, you know, other major programs, everyone's in the same place. Let's, let's learn from what, if we, if we learn from the things that don't go quite to plan and learn from the, 
that you know hundreds of things that do go really well and learn why they went really well and we share that it's just going to help the whole industry get better and and protect people's health safety well-being to the best that we, that we possibly can in the industry i would go as far as saying that forward-looking improvements are nearly impossible without this practice mm. um and you know learning from failure is vital but it's reactive recording near misses and looking forward um, is something that is proactive yeah. and um, it's effective we know it's effective high reliability organizations make this type of reporting the center of their practice and um, civil aviation for an example actually takes this type of reporting the rate of reporting as an indicator of their safety culture the more reports the better mm. yeah so that is the absolute um, lesson from this podcast if you see it report it the mechanisms are there crosses there your own organization almost certainly has mechanisms as well please use them please um, help us help us to collectively improve well thank you julian andy for telling us how the industry can adopt an observing and reporting culture and talking about the value of learning from what happens on other projects we would definitely urge IC members to sign up on the CROSS website if you haven't already um, to uh, CROSS's regular reports and newsletters and also to investigate what other avenues are open um, to you for reporting and sharing information. Thank you all for listening and tuning in. This has been NIC Tech Talks podcast. Uh, do look out for more podcasts coming soon. I've been your host, Mark Hansford, Director of Engineering Knowledge here at the ICE. Thank you for joining us.